We're going to get into the Word of God today. I'm just excited to be in God's presence. And I'm bringing this word to you, coming with expectation that God is going to do something powerful in our midst today. This message that I'm going to give today, I actually um, talked about on my Thursday devotions. And I do a little Thursday, for those of you who don't know, um, I I, I need to clarify sometimes things. Because sometimes, you know what, we just, as a church, we just do stuff and we just assume that everybody knows. And um, I had coffee with Sarah and Kirsten on Saturday and they were asking me different things. So what's like that prayer meeting or something that happens? service and I'm like no it's just it's prayer and then I'm like oh yeah I guess you guys you know when the new people come they don't really know um all the things that happen and we just assume they do so um by the way prayer 6 30 on Sunday nights um just to let you know we get together it's very informal it's very organic and we just come together and just take an hour to pray over needs and sometimes we sing and Sometimes we just have a chat time. It's just a really beautiful time to come together. But Thursdays, um, on Facebook, I do a a little devotional um, at 10 o'clock, 15 minutes usually, something like that. And this week I talked about pressing on, persevering, and shouting. And um, it was a very interesting day, morning, as I was trying to, I won't get into all the details but as I was trying to bring this word forward um, there was just you know nobody sees the behind the scenes right and there just seemed to be like I was coming up against a lot of kind of like walls to get this this little devotional out and as it finally got posted and it went out and the response that I got from this devotional was overwhelming on the amount of people who were like wow I I just really, really needed to hear that today. And as we trust God in all times of giving the word, but sometimes you just know that you just struck a nerve, if I can say, in an extra way um, on certain times. And as I was preparing my message that I had planned uh, to bring forth today, I just couldn't get past this devotional. And I really felt the Holy Spirit saying that I need to bring this to, to our congregation. It's going to be a little bit more in-depth than what the, the one on the, on the coffee date with purpose, we call it, um, is. But I just really felt that we all as a church need to hear this. And we all as a church need to take this word to our hearts And we need to take time to pray today, to spend time in God's presence, to persevere, to shout, to press on, and get through some of the hard and difficult times that some of us might be going through. So this is a little bit um, just, I have like very little notes and I'm just trusting God here today. So, um, but I just really felt very strongly that this needs to come forth today. So we're going to look at Mark chapter 10 is where we're going to go today. And we're going to do verse 46 to 52. So if you want to turn in your Bibles there, that would be amazing. Linda, can I get you to pass my water, please? That's right there. Thank you so much. 
So Mark 10, verse 46 to 52. This is a really small, little, I want to call it like a hidden treasure. Because it's just a really tiny, small portion of scripture. The story is also in Luke. Um, just for those of you, I, I, I always want to take into account that not everybody in church has been in church and knows scripture and knows the stories and knows the layout of the Bible. So for those of you that do, bear with me as I kind of just explain some things. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I know for me, when I was you know, first kind of getting into the word and I would be reading through and I'd be like, why do they keep repeating the same story over and over and over in these four books? So what I want you to understand for those of you who don't know who are kind of confused is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four gospels and they are giving the accounts of different things that happened through Jesus' ministry on earth and it's their account. So sometimes you will read the same story in Matthew that you read in Mark or Luke and John or maybe all four of them. But it's just something that as they were journeying along, they are re uh, sort of like rebringing back to us their what they felt, what they saw, what they what means to them, and it's interesting to kind of see what some of them put in, what some of them kind of don't, and so just so you understand why some of them repeat in those four four books, that is why. It's interesting to see how they all come together, how the Bible comes together and just fits as a perfect puzzle. So today we're just going to take this version from Mark. And this is a story about a blind man and his name was Bartimaeus. So I'm going to read starting at verse 46 and I'm just going to ask um, Nathan as you're, as you're doing the PowerPoint just to Follow along with me. I'm just going to read it and bring the scripture up as we go along reading it together, okay? <clears throat> so then they came to Jericho. So this is Jesus and his disciples. They're journeying along, and all of a sudden they arrive to the city of Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples together were with a large crowd, they were leaving a city. A blind man, Barnabas, was sitting on the roadside begging. So we're going to pause there just for a second. We have this gentleman, and his name is Bartimaeus, and he is blind. He cannot see. He is sitting on the roadside begging, and that's pretty much how he would make his money to be able to sustain himself for his living, is he would beg for money from other people to help support him. Because of his condition, he obviously wasn't able to work or live a normal life. And so he's just sitting on the roadside that's his life. He sits there, he has maybe a bucket or a cup or his hand, who knows what, and he's asking people as they go by to give him some money to help just to sustain the normal things that he would need in life. Verse 47, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. I'm just going to jump to, um, we're going to kind of teeter between Luke and Mark because they talk about it, um, the same story. And it says, it actually says in Luke, it says, when he heard a crowd going by, he asked what was happening. And they told him Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. So here we have this gentleman who is blind. He's sitting on the side of the road. He's begging for money. And I'm sure along his journey of life, of coming to this place and sitting in this spot, that he would have heard about some guy named Jesus and all the miracles that he was doing. 
He maybe didn't have a way to get himself to go and visit him. He was on the side of the road, which kind of makes us think that that was kind of just his, his go-to was from home. Somebody would perhaps would bring him to that spot. And so, but he would have heard because Jesus was starting to get a little bit famous around the area. You know, good news spreads fast, right? When somebody is around doing the miraculous and doing all kinds of crazy things, that news spreads. So he would have had some kind of an idea about this man. He would have known that this man has somehow got some special powers, I'm going to say. So when he heard a ruckus, there's like a big crowd coming along and there's all kinds of noise and chit chatter and he can't see what's going on. And he's like, what's happening? Who's coming? What's all the, what's all the ruckus about? And somebody tells him, Jesus is coming by. So we're going to go back uh, to Mark. <clears throat> and he says, somebody says, well, it's Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth is coming by. Well, all of a sudden, he says in verse 47, it says that he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Here's a blind man who's sitting on the side of the road with very little hope. He would have heard the stories, but he has no idea how to get maybe into Jesus' presence. I love how, you know, we talked about the woman at the well a couple of weeks ago. And I love how we see these little kind of like moments, and I'm going to call them divine appointments. That Jesus has a special moment where he is just going to pour into somebody's life. Here's a blind man, he hears about Jesus, he hears the ruckus, and he says, who is it, who's coming? It's Jesus, he's coming. And all of a sudden, he starts to shout, Jesus, Jesus. He's calling out his name, son of David, have mercy on me, Jesus, I'm over here, Jesus, come and see me, Jesus, over here. And it says, all of a sudden, the crowd tells him, to stop. Stop yelling. Be quiet. Stop talking. In Matthew, it tells us, it says, um, those who led their way, they rebuked him. Because you see, in this time and in this culture, it was inappropriate to call out to a teacher, to a master, to a rabbi. It was inappropriate that you would go and you would approach them in such a manner. So they rebuked him. Who do you think you are? How dare you call out to Jesus in such a disrespectful manner? You, my friend, are a blind beggar on the side of the road. We don't have time is kind of what they were saying to him. They rebuked him. They told him to be quiet. But it tells us he shouted all the more. He's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. I want what Jesus has. I I've heard the story. And I am going to shout 
all the more. And when you take that word shout back from the original language, it's, 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 I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but it comes out like boa. And it, and it, and it means like loud, like obnoxiously loud. The more they told him to stop, the more he shouted. He can't see where Jesus is. He has no idea whether Jesus is five feet away, 20 feet away, a kilometer away. He has no idea. But he is shouting for all of his guts. He's like, I want to have a moment with Jesus. He is desperate. He is desperate. And he refuses to listen to those voices around him. We're going to pause for a second, and we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. I'm not going to read the whole section, but I'm going to read just a little bit. In this portion of scripture is where Jesus is being tempted by the devil. Jesus goes off in the beginning of his ministry, before he starts ministering, he goes off for 40 days and 40 nights, and he's fasting, and he's praying, and it's a time where he meets with the enemy, and the enemy is trying to tempt him with all kinds of things. But what I notice here, in this, in this little story, is in verse 6. This is the enemy, this is the devil talking. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. He's got him up on a high cliff. Throw yourself down. For it is written. He's quoting scripture. He is actually quoting Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12. This is Satan saying, for it is written. First of all. Who talks to Jesus and says, well, the Bible says. (laughs) In case you didn't know. He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike a foot against a stone. He just read Jesus' scripture. Psalm 91. But he reads it to him in such a manner that he twists the truth ever so slightly. And Jesus answers him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to a test. You see, the enemy is like those voices around blind Bartimaeus. They will take what they believe is truth. They will take what is truth and they will twist. Don't bother Jesus. He doesn't want to talk to you. How many times have you been praying for something? Or maybe you think to yourself, you know what, I I have a little bit of a cold. I should pray. Ah, why would I bother Jesus? He doesn't want to hear about my little situation. How many times have we prayed for something and we just feel like this is way too big even for Jesus? How many times have we talked to Jesus and we've stopped because the lie of the enemy has come into our head that has said, stop talking to Jesus. 
you're just a blind beggar on the side of the road. You are not important. Jesus doesn't have time for you. Don't you know all the concerns that are going on? Haven't you read the, the news? Haven't you watched the news on TV? Look at all the stuff that's going on. We're asking Jesus to take care of that. He doesn't have time for your little issue. That's what the enemy would love for us to believe. That's what the voices around are saying. Shh! Be quiet. Stop bugging. Jesus. He's a man of importance. But he shouted all the more. He's like, you are not going to stop what I believe can happen. He persevered, he shouted, and he pressed on. Jesus stopped and called him. And in Luke 18:40, it's even better. As everybody is telling him to stop talking, rebuked him, telling him off, "Hey, dude, just be quiet already. Just stop bugging Jesus." Like they're rebuking him. We don't want to hear from you. In that moment, Jesus stopped, and it says in Luke, it says, "He ordered the man to be brought to him." I love that. Because Jesus is like, okay, all of you, be quiet. Bring that man to me. You want to talk to the blind beggar? You don't want to talk to him or this king or this other, these more important people? You're ordering us to bring the blind beggar to you? Why? Because Jesus had a divine appointment planned for this man. Jesus stopped and called him. So they called to the blind man. All right, cheer up. Get on your feet. He's here for you. All of a sudden, the crowd's uh, voices went from rebuking and telling them to be quiet and just stop talking already to, hey, come on. Hey, now, now we're best friends. Come on, Jesus wants to talk to you. Come on over here and let's have a conversation with Jesus. So they bring him over. And it says in verse 50 that he throws his cloak aside. Now this is key. This is very important to understand. Because you see, blind beggars, it was kind of like um, a cloak that they were given, a a uniform of sorts, to say that, that, to show the people, without even, you know, you could spot them a mile away by by their cloak that they were wearing. Oh, he's a beggar. He's a beggar. Just, he's going to ask you for money, so you best just kind of like walk over there. He throws his cloak off. He's not even healed yet. He's not even healed. And he throws his cloak aside. (coughs) He jumped to his feet. And he came to Jesus. Now here's where it gets funny. Sorry, I have to cough. (coughs) My apologies. 
Jesus looks at him and says, what do you want me to do for you? I laugh. Like, I, I just think sometimes the Bible's kind of funny. He's blind. He had his beggar's coat on, his blind man beggar's coat on. He's sitting on the side of the road. <clears throat> Pretty obvious. I think he wants to see Jesus. And Jesus knew that. But Jesus asks him, What do you want? Tell me, what do you want? See, we need to understand that Jesus knows everything about us. He already knows. He knows your struggles. He knows what all of you are going through. He knows <clears throat> the battles you have. He knows that you're struggling with listening to voices that are telling you that Jesus doesn't really exist or that it's just a waste of time or it's, it's just for people who need a crutch or it's just, it's, you know, you don't want to be one of those Jesus people. Like, he knows your struggles. He knows the thoughts that are in your mind. He knows the struggles that maybe you deal with behind closed doors. He knows the money that maybe you need for a bill to pay. He knows it all. But he wants you to talk. Why? For one thing, because he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have a conversation with you. He doesn't want to just be the magic genie that just goes along, ding, 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 meet your need, meet your need, meet your need, when you haven't even asked for anything. So that life is just smooth and lovely and just goes on, la, 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 I'm a Christian and life is great. That's not how it works. He wants to have communication with us. But he also wants to know, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you believe that I can? Are you willing to shout above the crowd and ask for it? Even though all the voices around you are telling you to stop? Even though all the voices around you are telling you that you're crazy? Even though all the voices are telling you it's just a waste of time? He wants to hear from you. says, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see, Jesus. I just want to see. Verse 52. <clears throat> Jesus says, go. Your faith, <laughs> your faith has healed you. And immediately, he received his sight. <coughs> I'm having a hard time today. Immediately, he received his sight. Because he was willing to persevere no matter what the world would tell him. <coughs> The world will tell us, don't bother getting up in the morning for church. Why? 
Why would you do that? It's your one day off a week. Why would you come here? I was meeting with some pastors this week, and I chuckled because we were talking about <clears throat> different people that they have in their church that fall asleep when they're preaching. And uh, I said, I think I'm a little too loud for that to happen. So. <laughs> <clears throat> But they said, you know what, we could criticize them and we could be upset with them and wonder why they sleep in the pew. But they said, you know what, at the end of the day, they got up, they came to church, I gotta just thank them for even showing up. <laughs> the world would tell us, it's Sunday. Sit down on your couch and drink some coffee and stay home. <laughs> I was like, preach! <laughs> it's Sunday. There's things I gotta get done in my house. It's Sunday. It's my one day off. Can I just sleep in? Especially when I lost an hour of sleep last night. Hold on. <laughs> it's Sunday. just need time off. The world will tell you it's Sunday. Stay home. But we shout and we persevere and we press on and we come to church because we know that God's here. And I pray that you come with anticipation to meet with the Lord. He met with Jesus and immediately he received his sight. And then he followed Jesus. He followed Jesus. We got a blind beggar who has no hope. And like that, he's got his sight, he has hope, and he's following Jesus. Against what the world would tell. I didn't look at my notes. I got another page here. Let's see if I'm missing anything. <laughs> Let's be specific in our asking. Let's be specific in our asking. Let's not be afraid to shout. Let's not allow the world to tell us how we are going to live our lives. Let's not have the world tell us whether we deserve to be in God's presence or not. Let's not have the world determine whether we're good enough or not good enough. Let's not have the world define what we're going to do with our time. But shout all the louder on what you need and what you want. And when you do, you will receive the hope and the peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't make sense to the world. It doesn't make sense to the world that you would live a life that honors Christ. It doesn't make sense to the world 
that Christ went to the cross for you because he loves you so much. Even in your sin, he loves you. This guy was not a believer when Jesus met with him. He didn't say to him, well, you just go get all your stuff together and then we'll chat. That's not what he did. He met him where he was. And that's what Jesus wants to do for each and every one of us. He wants to meet you where you're at. I'm going to have the worship team come. And I wonder if we can start off by singing, this is how I fight my battle. Surrounded. Because that's, I don't know about you, but that's how I fight my battle. I pray, I throw my worship music on, I walk, I talk to, I shout. And I shut those voices off around me that say, he doesn't want to hear from you. You don't deserve it. You're not good enough. There's no time for you. I shut all that down. And I press on and I shout all the more. I'm going to get you to stand this morning. And we're going to sing this and then, and then I wonder if we can go from that into fresh wind. And it's been a long time since we've made use of this altar. And I believe today's the day. Today's the day. I don't know where all of you are at, and I don't know if this sermon was for one person, and even if it was for one, it was worth it. somebody needs to come up here and shout you don't have to literally but I just mean coming out of your chair and coming to this front here and saying I will not listen to those voices anymore I won't listen to the enemy who tells me what sounds kind of like truth but is actually a lie I'm not going to put up with it anymore I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what your need is. But I know that God had me bring this word forth because there's somebody in here who needed to be encouraged today to be reminded that Jesus is here for you. And he wants to hear from you. He wants you to speak it out. He wants you to say specifically what you want. And maybe you came here today and it was hard slugging to get here.